May the grace, mercy, and peace of our humble Savior and King grant us the humbleness of heart and mind that cries out, Hosanna, trusting that only Jesus has answered that prayer with his life, death, and resurrection, because he cares for us. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Hosanna, save us now. That was the cry of the crowds on that first Palm Sunday. And that's a familiar cry, isn't it? It's certainly our cry as God's people in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. Save us now. And that's why the good news for us on this Palm Sunday is that Jesus answered the crowds and our shouts of Hosanna, save us now. And that's exactly what we see happening during Holy Week. Today, we see Jesus entering Jerusalem. And when that crowd, estimated between 100 and 200,000 people, saw Jesus riding on a colt approaching Jerusalem, their knowledge of his miracles of feeding and healing, raising Lazarus, his followers shouting, Hosanna, save us now, could only mean one thing, that he was entering the city as a rival king to defiantly smash the Roman order. The showdown between Jesus and the Roman officials is about to begin. That's what they hoped for. But on Palm Sunday, Jesus was riding a colt, a symbol of peace. Jesus approached Jerusalem in peace as a humble servant, not a mighty warrior. With all their knowledge of what Jesus had done, the Palm Sunday crowds failed to see what God was doing in the here and now. But Jesus knew that this is what his journey called for. The only way to answer their and our answer, our prayers of Hosanna, was for him to suffer and die on the cross. You see, Jesus answers our Hosannas with his grace. What else could we hope for? Certainly, we hope for things to get back to normal as soon as possible. We'd like for God to answer our cries of Hosanna with having no one else get the coronavirus and certainly no one else die from it. We hope that the economic effects of this pandemic are short-lived. We hope that social distancing can be replaced with warm embraces as soon as possible. That's what we hope for. Now, let me be very clear. God is not distant from us in these difficult times. He cares deeply for us. He cares deeply for his creation. And he is here with us, even in the midst of all that's going on. In fact, each day as we watch the news through the eyes of faith, we can see a God who is indeed with us and who cares for us. We see people recovering from coronavirus in large numbers. We see tests coming back negative. And although people are dying from this terrible virus, we know that for those who die in Christ, death is not the end, but rather the next step in our eternal lives. So not only do we see God caring for his people who are certainly suffering in many ways, we also see God caring for our greatest need through Jesus. For as great as COVID-19 is, it's not greater than the disease we know of sin. So many people act as if COVID-19 is the most dangerous thing in the history of the world. 
But Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem and the cross to be our king, the only king that can heal from something far greater than COVID. And although this virus has symptoms that none of us want to experience, sin causes even greater problems. Sin separates us from God. It separates us from each other. And not just for the time of a governor's order, but for eternity. Our sin of thought, word, and deed has and deserves consequences. The wrath of God, eternal condemnation, not to mention the suffering from the consequences of sin here in our world, which includes the pandemic, which includes the many struggles that we face in our lifetimes, We just have to look in the news around us and see examples of that. Idaho recently had an earthquake. There's been tornadoes. We recently experienced some crazy hail. And during all these times, people ask, where does this stuff come from? What's behind all of it? And the answer is simple. The answer is sin. Paul writes about this in Romans 8, verse 22, saying, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And Jesus himself also tells us that the problems and effects of sin in this world shouldn't be a surprise to us. Jesus said in John 16, In this world you will have trouble. Not you might have trouble, you will have trouble. But he doesn't leave us without hope. He doesn't leave us without peace. As he says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. What did Jesus see when he saw the people, the crowds, waving their palm branches and crying out, Hosanna? We saw people that probably didn't even know what they needed to be saved from. But thanks be to God. For he had eyes set on healing us from sin and all of its consequences. So what do we hope for? Certainly, we pray for all those infected. We pray for all those serving as doctors and nurses. We pray for life to get back to normal as soon as possible. But our greatest concern is for the world to know the healing that is found in Christ and Christ alone. Because anything less would fall short. Hope is grounded in life in Christ. Everything else disappoints. See, Jesus' entire mission was to pay the price for our sin with his life. The Palm Sunday crowds and each and every one of us are sinful people. Sinful by nature and sinful in thought, word, and deed. And therefore, the judgment is death. Our blood is the price that we must pay for our sin. The problem is that the payment of our blood, since we are sinful people, still leaves us dead in our sin, dead in our trespasses. But God, not wanting anyone to perish, sent his son to pay that price for us. And God accepts this payment, and through it, we have life. Jesus' crucifixion fulfills the shouts of Hosanna. Jesus accomplishes Hosanna by going to the cross, by suffering and not saving himself. Trusting in his Father even when he was forsaken. Trusting even when the sin and guilt of the world crushed him. 
even when he bows his head in death. Jesus fulfills everything for us, for you. And when Jesus received a royal welcome on that first Palm Sunday, he could very easily have just set up his own kingdom on earth. With people waving their palm branches and singing his praises, he could have excited them to revolt against the Romans and established a new religious order. He could have given them exactly what they hoped for. But his obedience to God's will was more important than a moment of temporary fame so that we could have eternal glory. Because it's not just the coronavirus that we need to be saved from, is it? The coronavirus and all its many effects on our lives is just one more thing on top of the other problems of sin that plague our lives. The disease that we face is the disease of sin, and it's a disease with which we are all infected. And so we cry out like the Palm Sunday crowds, Hosanna, save us now. Save us now from our addictions. Save us now from our health problems. Save us now from our greed. Save us now from our hurtful words, from our failed relationships, from our failed discipleship. Hosanna, save us now. In this Holy Week, we witness God's ultimate answer to our cries. As we witness Holy Week from the triumphant entry into Jerusalem and the waving of palm branches and the prayer of Hosanna's, to the cleansing of the temple, to the teaching of God's will, to the upper room in the garden of Maundy Thursday, and the trial and crucifixion of Friday and the resurrection of Christ on Easter, we are witnesses to Jesus answering the cries of Hosanna. And what we witness this week in the life of Jesus, and, and Scripture gives us more details about this week than any other, It leads us to live a life of confidence where we are absolutely convinced that we have a God who is not only with us, but also for us, with power that actually delivers us from evil and leads us into the holiness that God demands through the grace of Jesus. From the palms to passion, from joy to sorrow, every week of our lives is wrapped in the love of Jesus Christ, our King. Our King, who was obedient to the point of death on the cross for you and for all. Because of what we witness in Holy Week, we have the wisdom of the cross that allows us to recognize Jesus as our Savior and King, who has given us the healing that only He can give. And so, what can we do? Well, the world around us is crying out, Hosanna as well. Maybe not in those exact words, but crying out in their frustration, in their pain, in their hurt. The world around us doesn't know where to turn, but we do. And so point your neighbors, those around you, to the Savior who comes to them in their need, who comes to them and surrounds them with his presence, his providence, and his protection. For apart from Christ, each of us has nothing. But in Christ, we have everything that we need. And so you can give your neighbors the same hope that you have. You can give them a solid foundation to lean on. And that is hope in Christ. A hope that lasts. Amen.